Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Commercial Agent Success Strategies. Check it out. It is the ultimate in training for commercial real estate brokers. The uh, website is commercialagentsuccess.com. Well, today we're going to talk about the crazy 2021 that we've just had in deal flow and investment sales volume all around the country. There was just tremendous amounts of volume. Um, and you know, where did the capital come from? Why, why did it happen? And what should we expect in 2022? Should we expect a drop off, more activity? A lot of things kind of impacting that, including the, the Fed's recent discussion about uh, potentially raising rates to three times in 2022. Let's talk to an expert. Please welcome my guest is Tim Bodner. He's a partner with PwC. Tim, thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks, Michael, for having us. I appreciate it. And you guys just uh, did a report, and we'll put a, a link to it, kind of the year-end deal update and, and a 2022 uh, outlooks. And and first of all, uh, as, as what we have so far uh, to finish up 2021, what kind of deal volume did you see? Yeah, so what I think we would say, Michael, is that we, we were always of the view that we would see uh, significant deal volume throughout 2021, but we always felt it was going to be back end loaded. And that's really what we saw come through, particularly in the third quarter of, of 2021. Um, it, it was broad based across a, a number of different, different sectors. Uh, there were significant uh, corporate <clears throat> level transactions, uh, almost getting up to uh, 2018 volumes, although still, still still short of the record of what we saw uh, in, 20, in 2007, but uh, very, very active market. And from what we're seeing uh, in the pipeline, it seems like it's going to continue. Yeah. And for my listeners that uh, might not aware of the corporate volume, is that M&A, uh, read to read sales? What, what are you talking about there? Yeah, it's actually fascinating. So if you look at the peak M and A on the on the corporate side for the, for for volumes, we're about fifty four billion dollars of total activity right now on an annualized basis for twenty twenty one. That would be annualized to about seventy two billion. If you compare that, that's almost back to twenty eighteen levels, but still far short of the, the ninety plus billion uh, in twenty oh seven. What's interesting if you compare twenty twenty one to those two years, this year uh, it has much more public the public read activity than both 2018 and 2007, which was much more uh, comprised of kind of public to private uh, deal activity. We think that a lot of that uh, has to do with kind of where where pricing is across sectors. Okay. And you know we're we're brokers at my shop in the southeast and we saw a tremendous increase in our investment sales volume in 2021. Um, why do you think we're seeing that or have seen that in 2021? Well, number one is if you look at the allocations of institutional investors to alternatives with real estate being one of those alternatives, uh, many uh, institutional investors are under allocated. So we have seen overall allocations increase from institutional 
uh, investors to real estate, which has created a significant amount of dry powder available for deployment <clears throat> across the real estate sector. So that's that's one reason. The second reason that we've seen, and, and you know, this year we think we'll see about thirty billion dollars of retail capital flows into new uh, real estate products sponsored by institutional investors. That capital, you know, has you know a um, I guess a characteristic associated with of needing to be be deployed quite quickly. And so, with that much capital coming in that needs to be put out, there's a motivation by a lot of the sponsors of these products to to put capital uh, to work. Second, uh, or I guess third is look uh, capital for in the finance markets uh, were were still readily available. And when you listen to what some of the large uh, financial institutions are saying, they're still saying what loan growth is going to accelerate. So it's a great time uh, to 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 be able to get deals to pencil, given the amount of uh, f- f- you know financing that's out there in the markets. And then look, the interest rate environment is still quite low, even though we do think it's going to increase based on what the Fed said yesterday. Yeah, and and our show listeners around the country and viewers are. It range from institutional capital that are only looking at the kind of the largest transactions to to the medium and small investors. And, you know, in our shop, we deal with, with all uh, sizes. And it seems like even from the largest investors to the smallest, there was a real surge in 2021 to do something uh, while the 1031 exchange was on the pay for list, while there was talk of increased capital gains and other things. But it seemed like in our shop, once that 1031 exchange went off the pay for list, um, and the and this uh, discussion lessened about increased capital gains. The phones quit, <laughs> started sort of really slowing down, and uh, and we had a lot of uh, sellers that said, "Hey, if we can close by December thirty first, we're good. If we don't close by then, we're not closing." What do you expect for volume in twenty twenty two from from those types of sellers who maybe were squeezing in deals this year? We certainly s- still think we're going to see deal activity that's associated with an uncertain legislative and regulatory environment. Michael, I think there's a number of different uh, policy changes that are on the agenda that people are are focused on. We certainly think it's going to be a bit lower than maybe, you know, it was believed to be before, just given kind of what you talk about, that it seems like some of the changes that that the Congress was looking at doing, particularly with respect to 1031 exchanges, uh, may not be on the table any longer, but as we all know, it's an uncertain process, so it's something that we're still watching. And Tim, what about interest rate impact? And the Fed's talking about some increases in 2022. What should might the deal volume impact be? Yeah, look, it, even with the, the Fed's uh, recent announcement yesterday where they're going to double the pace of, of tapering and with you know two to three rate hikes in 2022 and more in 2023, interest rates on a relative basis are still going to be low. So we, we think it's going to be something that will be taken into consideration, but we don't expect it uh, to dramatically impact the, the flow of deals overall, particularly given the amount of growth that we're seeing across the markets. I think if you look at you know the public market returns, <clears throat> as an example, the, the REITs kind of as a whole, as a whole asset class were up 38%. Uh, in 2121 through through the beginning of this month and the pace with which you know the earnings uh, of these businesses recovered I think same store sales are up 
about nine nine percent. So we think that their earnings growth will kind of you know enable enable deals to still pencil, even though rates may be marginally higher. And Tim, the um, multifamily market and the industrial market, everyone knows, has just been you know, red hot. And I guess we all expect that the, those will continue moving forward. But uh, what about hotel sales volume, retail, and then maybe specifically office, which seems to be the most in question uh, out there today? What do you guys expect in your outlook moving forward? Yeah, so um, I think what's been what's been fascinating is <clears throat> maybe I'll just take retail first. Uh, you know, the performance, I think, in, in retail uh, has been stronger than than most people kind of expected. Um, what we are seeing in terms of kind of leasing activity in the retail channel is, uh, is significantly more uh, activity than was originally contemplated. Uh, certainly a number of retailers have announced uh, what some may view to be aggressive store reopening plans for the reason that I think most retailers have kind of come to the conclusion that it's a hybrid model that's going to be the future of retail. So I think certainly uh, retail has performed better than some folks. And we're seeing that in terms of kind of how investors uh, are are looking at deals. Uh, some investors who told us, uh, you know, a year ago, they weren't going to go back into retail are now going back into retail uh, with a heavy focus on some of the, you know, uh, grocery anchored um centers. But even in the upscale mall space, when you look at the performance of some of the larger owners of, of upscale malls, their foot traffic and their uh, sales uh, are, are are quite strong. So uh, we do think we'll see see more in retail, but it's going to be on a, on a kind of selective basis. In the office market, uh, I think, it, you know, as most, <clears throat> you know, observe, uh, the gateway markets are still working through some some stress, particularly the you know New York and uh, and San Francisco vacancy is is still quite high. But I think the real story in the office markets is is it's a it's a, a flight to quality with you know the 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 newer <clears throat> the newer assets or the highly amenitized uh, assets are certainly getting a significant amount of capital. Uh, uh, placed uh, in in those in those areas, uh, and then we're also seeing a lot of focus on flexible space, uh, kind of across the board. I think if you look at some of the co-working operators, we're seeing a lot of kind of M and A activity in that space as well as just given some of the demand that that's come back. So, office is going to, from our perspective, is going to be a story about quality and flexibility. Um, and then I think as you look at kind of some of the other class uh, asset classes that you focus on, like lodging as an example, uh, the uh, drive to and leisure <clears throat> related assets are performing quite strongly. We're seeing a lot of uh, momentum around select service and uh, uh, all inclusive type of assets that are are play on kind of the the leisure uh, the leisure play. The business and the and the, the 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 larger assets in the in the in the gateway cities, uh, those are, are are still some some somewhat behind, and what we're seeing from some of the surveys that the firm and other market participants are doing, it seems like there's going to be about a 19% drop off in uh, in business demand, and which is going to have a kind of a pretty substantive impact on uh, on those assets. So. We think lodging is a story about leisure 
uh, for, for at least the next year to, to, to 18 months. And Tim, where do you think there could be some opportunities in 2022 for uh, investors? Look, I think if you look at what's what's happening around, you know, the continued digitization uh, of, of business models, uh, the, the amount of capital that's going into uh, companies moving things to the cloud uh, still uh, shows tremendous potential in, 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 in sectors like around data centers uh, and towers, uh, the volumes that that's expected from uh, in leasing activity in towers. An example from just the 5G employment is 5G deployment is actually quite substantive. So we like the sectors that are associated with digital digital infrastructure, those being two. Um, another area of significant uh, opportunity that we see is around single family residential. I think it's it's no secret that <clears throat> that investors still comprise in, on the institutional side. It's a very small percentage of kind of the overall available single family residential housing stock. And there's just incredible tailwinds with strong cash flow growth. So we like uh, single family uh, residential. You mentioned multifamily. We, we like a multifamily uh, as well. And then finally, you know, the areas in and around uh, what what's happening in, in life sciences. Look, the, the amount of capital that's going into development of new uh, therapeutics is, 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 you know, significant and uh, there, there needs to be uh, real estate available to support that. And so we like, we like the life science environment as well, Michael. Okay. And Tim, as you guys looked at your year in deal update and your 2022 outlook, um, what in the report and outlook might surprise some of our listeners and viewers? Yeah, I think it's, it's a really interesting question. I think, you know, what might surprise some is, um, you know, I think kind of our, our continued bullishness on, on, on the overall level of activity, even though 2021 uh, was almost at record levels, we, we think actually 2022 uh, could end up surpassing uh, not only 2021 and 2018, possibly 2007. And one of the big reasons for that uh, is the amount of capital <clears throat> that we're seeing move uh, into real estate from, from retail uh, investors. Uh, that that trend is a is a is a very very powerful trend. Uh, it's being seen widely across uh, market participants. Uh, if if you listen to kind of some of the recent earnings releases um, from some of the public companies, the, the growth in wealth management uh, is on the top of everyone's list. Uh, and so we think that the amount of activity that's going to be associated with retail capital flows is going to surprise people. Wow. And I hope you're right. Uh, I am hoping you're right. That makes, let's, we got to end the show on that because that's good news. Let's just think positive about that, Tim. Sir, thank you for joining us. Okay. Thanks always for having us, Michael. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. And we'll have a, um, a link to the report on our website. It's CREshow.com. Just look for the um, PwC year-end deal update in 2022 outlook at CREshow.com. Hey, thank you for joining us and uh, happy new year to everyone. I hope you have a fantastic 2022. And until next week, when I, when I hope you'll join us again, make sure you always lead, learn, and laugh. 
and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing site selection and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit BuxtonCo.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is Michael at BullRealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access 1, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.